Doyle said it would be more unusual to find someone with no connection to the Mexican city that even shares the name of its U.S. neighbor. Our families are connected, our economies are connected, but our government is doing its best to drive us apart, it seems, the mayor said. On the Mexican side, government officials also are making a vocal case, warning that a wall would represent a closed door to vital economic interests between the two countries. Graco Ramirez, governor of the Mexican state of Morelos and president of the Mexican Governors Conference, was urging his U.S. counterparts gathered last week in Washington to seriously consider how Trump's border enforcement policies could potentially affect Mexico's status as a top trading partner with three of the four border states, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Mexico also ranks as the third largest trading partner with the United States, with trade valued at $525 billion. People don't want more walls, they want more exchange, Ramirez said in an interview with USA Today. Already, officials said, a sweeping set of orders issued late last month by the Department of Homeland Security, aimed at accelerating the deportation of undocumented immigrants, is sending a shiver through border community economies and institutions. Doyle said there has been a noticeable decline in local foot traffic downtown, perhaps an indication that even Mexican citizens with current documents who cross the border daily for business or shopping are concerned about being swept up by U.S. authorities. The mayor also is worried that citizen children enrolled in local schools, whose parents' immigrant status may be in jeopardy, could suddenly find themselves alone and be funneled into the area's modest foster care system. There is real fear that even valid green card holders could get picked up if they don't answer a question properly, the mayor said. Heck, I would be afraid. It's a shame that we have to live under these circumstances. The D.C. Disconnect at the Border Ultimately, it will be Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly who will be tasked to carry out President Trump's immigration directives. And when he arrived here last month to take stock of existing border security, already highlighted by a 20-foot-tall steel fence that indelicately knifes through sections of downtown neighborhoods on both sides of the divide, Sheriff Estrada was a prominent member of the local delegation bent on persuading the secretary to take Trump's wall somewhere else. Estrada and the Border Sheriff's Coalition raised similar concerns in 2006 when the Bush administration pushed forward with an elaborate border fencing plan, part of its own effort to slow illegal immigration and shield border communities from a feared spillover of violent crime linked to warring Mexican drug cartels. The sheriff refers to past fencing programs, beginning in earnest in 1995, as akin to erecting iron curtains. Mexican traffickers immediately responded by tunneling under them. Since the mid-90s, Estrada said authorities have discovered more than 100 tunnels in the area. A wall, the sheriff argues, would be worse. At least you can see your neighbor through a fence, the sheriff said. In the case of a wall, there is something unhealthy about not being able to see what's happening on the other side. The push for such an elaborate barrier, Yuma County, Arizona Sheriff Leon Wilmot said, only underscores a continuing disconnect between Washington and local authorities. They don't breathe the air that we do on a daily basis, said Wilmot, a member of the Border Sheriff's Group who also attended last month's session with Kelly. It's incumbent on our representatives in Washington to listen to what we're telling them. Wilmot said Estrada is uniquely positioned, because of his links to Mexico and seven terms in office, to communicate that message. I have the utmost respect for that man, Wilmot said. A bygone era gives way to uncertainty. Long gone are the days Estrada remembers from his youth, when you didn't need documents to go back and forth to Mexico, and when Americans and Mexicans later suspended border-crossing restrictions to stage joint Cinco de Mayo festivals to commemorate the Mexican army's symbolic 1862 victory in a battle with the French. I think all of us understand now that people should come across legally. They should, the sheriff said. 
But the stark reality of this phenomenon is that a lot of people who are coming across have no paperwork. They have no paper trail. They have no opportunity of getting a visa or work permit or anything. They have absolutely zero chances. So they are going to come, and the only way they feel they can do it is tracking here illegally to the United States. Do you think a wall is going to stop them? The sheriff asks. It's just another obstacle. It's just another hurdle. And it might be the easiest one for them in spite of everything they have gone through, men, women, and children. The estimated $20 billion cost for the wall, Estrada said, could be better spent helping to stabilize the Mexican economy to staunch the flow of illegal immigration or fund more drug treatment in the U.S. to cut American dependence on illegal drugs. What Trump is doing is contrary to the principle that says if your neighbor needs help, you help. You don't attack them. Estrada still has family on the Mexican side of the line, but it's been about 10 years since he has last visited. As a prominent local law enforcement officer who has had his share of run-ins with drug and human traffickers, it's probably a wise precaution. Still, the self-imposed travel restriction gnaws at him in the same way that Trump's proposed wall and the proposed enlistment.